0: Welcome back to Excuse, Excuse My, My friend. friend. I'm Julia. I'm Alexis. And today we are talking to Wendy Young, the ex-girlfriend of Christopher Dunch, a surgeon who left more than 30 patients injured or dead while operating on them. He even performed surgery on his best friend, Jerry Summers, that left him quadriplegic.
1: The story gained so much attention that Peacock created a TV series on it starring Alec Baldwin. There's been documentaries on it, as well as a podcast by The Wondery Network.
0: So let's get into it. We are so excited to have Wendy on
1: our
2: show. Hi, Wendy. Thank Yay! you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm you, so excited. You guys are my favorite wow, internet you're so lady. Yeah.
0: We're all a mess, a hot mess. I love being a hot mess. It's fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> our favorite. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm super excited for this conversation. And for those that aren't familiar with who Christopher Dunch is, can you kind of explain who he is and kind of what happened?
2: Okay, so basically he is the first surgeon, doctor, physician ever prosecuted in any state. Um, So he was kind of the example For other physicians, we had a flaw in our medical system out here that allowed doctors to keep practicing, even if patients were getting harmed. And in this case, um, there were several patients that did get harmed, unfortunately.
0: When you first met him, what was he like? Was he charming? Was he crazy? Yeah, how did did you guys?
2: Um, we met at a bar called the Beauty Bar. It's like Cooper Cooper Young Festival kind of area down. It's in uh, Memphis, Tennessee.
0: You met Christopher while you were dancing. You were a stripper.
2: Yeah. Right? And then this guy was like, hey, he's a doctor. You should go talk to him. And um, he had every girl on the club at his table. And of course, they throw shade at you if you're like, but you can't sit at our table. You, you know, this is our regular. So apparently he was a regular. Were you up on stage? I was on stage. And then, you know, he kind of kept, he came up and he was a really big tipper. He gave me $1,500 on the stage. $1,500.
1: Wow.
2: I would go after him too.
0: (laughs) I really was fascinated by this too. The first night you met him,
2: you got Mm -hmm. pregnant that's what they say it wasn't actually the first night we it was like that first week sometime in between the first okay night
1: that you know yeah
2: I did because we were like I had that instant attraction and so I'm like I've been always one of those person like if I'm attracted to you which is very rare there's like so many men in the world but there's only like a handful that I would find very attractive to actually sleep with this happens to be the ones that come with red flags you're like me you like the bad boys I yes, love yes I do boys. and,
1: and- yeah, I can't seem to get away from them. Like I'll find somebody I'm like, oh, he seems stable and good, but then I just always go back to the bad boys. Get in, you in something. trouble. I don't know what it is, but it's the better G.
0: Like it the is, is the
1: better,
0: better. better D, it's the better dick. <laughs> is, they know
1: what they're doing. The good guys yeah, are like boring. No, it's <laughs> so true. They're sickos, but it's like, great.
0: <laughs> Did you ever feel like they judged you or he was trying to hide you from like the outside world because you were a stripper? You had that reputation. No one should know about you.
2: Yeah. And you know what is funny is I actually got a cell phone and I started texting doctors that he was trying to hide me from. him. like, Hey, by the way, we had a kid.
1: So Christopher had a whole other life that you didn't know about. He was cheating on you with Kimberly Morgan, who was his assistant and a nurse practitioner who was also his right hand in the operating room. So <laughs> how did you find out about the affair?
2: He had a secret life going on outside of me, but I'm one of those women. I don't know if you are, but I dig if I find something like. I could tell his behaviors were off. So I would start to like dig, um, his nurse practitioner would come over into our home office. And um, I was pregnant, very, very pregnant at this point. And he would tell me that I was his PA, so it's just business. Well, it turns out that they're actually having an unfair. But okay, so they pulled up in front of our driveway after a main gate, it's called Main Gate Gala. It's like a fundraising thing for disability people who ride horses. Um. They got back from that. They're really fucking shit-faced. And he stumbled out of the car and fell into the ground outside the front of the house. And I'd been, like, watching the phone. I was getting on-call. People would call me be like, hey, I'm trying to reach Dr. Dunch or Kimberly Morgan. They couldn't reach them. They were out. I couldn't reach either one of them either. I had the on-call phone, which was in my name at the time. And um, basically, he rolled out of the car, fell on the ground. They were drunk on the shit. Um, She gets on top of him, and they start kissing. And I see that through the window, and I, oh, I lost it. My was just started being You know how emotions are if you're pregnant. Yeah, I took a butcher knife to her car and put whore on the side of it so her family would know. Hey, you're a fucking whore. Um, you called me a stripper, but yet here you are being the disrespectful one. So there's exactly. a fine line there. You have no respect for me, so I will have zero respect for you, especially. Trying to come into my home and disrespect me but man he had a whole nother thing like i had some money saved up and i put it in a drawer and he found it and he went to babe strip club and spent it there was girls that um he owed money to from those escort sites uh, you've ever heard of back pages or like craigslist he'd go on there i'd like snoop to their computers when they weren't there she'd leave her email open he'd leave his email open and i'm like oh, getting all this information and They had a plan to get rid of me and a plan to get rid of Jerry so they could run their empire. So
0: real quick, you mentioned Jerry. Jerry was Christopher's best friend. Jerry became quadriplegic due to Christopher botching his surgery,
2: basically. I told him not to do the surgery because I'd heard conversations. I read the emails and I'm like, y'all y'all planning some fucked up shit to get us out of the life because me and jerry we all live, me and jerry lived in the same house with chris and mm-hmm. so they had this whole scheme going i heard too that christopher was under
0: the influence for a lot of these surgeries they mm-hmm. always
2: partied they always uh they went to the back room back nine i think um a lot of doctors went there it wasn't just christopher anesthesiologist that they were working with
0: was there any like certain thing he would do before surgeries that was like weird or off
2: no he was normal he'd go to his office and look at x-rays and just like study it and you know do his dictations at the home office you know shut the door for a minute call his father which is his confidant there was times when he would come home from surgeries and he 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 cried i remember which surgery that was um, i think that was Glidewell. He was upset, pretty upset that something had gone wrong, and he showed emotion about it. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, he was very worried and um, very upset.
0: So, did he do you think he knew what he was doing, or was he really just like, I'm doing a good job? What happened?
2: I think there's a, a number of things that may have happened. There's supposed to be like sponge counters and brooms. You have two other positions that are trying to get him out of there. Um, you know he was alcoholic, but there are a lot of physicians that he hung out with that are alcoholics, not just yeah. they have a they okay, Baylor has a physician impairment program if that tells you anything. So wow.
0: yeah, they what go to see shit. a
2: psychiatrist, a psychiatrist try choose certain drugs. And that is why he was uppity because he got, I think two months' worth of scripts in one month.
1: Wow. I read somewhere it took more than six months and multiple catastrophic surgeries before anyone reported him to the state medical board. Why do you think it took so long for any action to be taken on him?
2: A lot of patients were praising him in the beginning and then he did the TV commercials and um, a couple of the people went on there. I don't know if they got paid to say, oh, he's a great doctor. And then he was on the news. Um, it was going great at first. And then something happened once he moved from Baylor to Texas Neurosurgical. Something changed. And I'm not sure exactly what. I know that they gave him that interest, and they wrote him a prescription that would keep him away, keep him going, called Focalin. Um, also, he let Kimberly run a lot of the practice and she would sign off on a lot of things as Dr. Morgan. So um, I think there's a multitude of hands in the pot that – just haven't been exposed. So when word got out and Chris
1: started getting investigated, what was that like for you? We
2: had people like following us around, and then they approached. These people were like men in black. They would follow in- investigators, right? I could have no peace. There's zero peace. I became reclusive. Um, I ended up getting a post-traumatic stress disorder from it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are these people following me around, taking pictures of me, taking pictures of my son? But by the time I find out, it's because he's being watched and investigated and i i had no idea until i looked out the window one day i saw um people with binoculars staring at me through their car i was like yeah it was so fucking creepy i'm like i asked him i said what the hell have you done like our car got broken too it was a very nice neighborhood five minutes from baylor plano um they dismantled the car So it's sitting on blocks. There's no tires on it anymore. They broke the drive shaft. Yeah, they were looking through our trash. There was um, a microscope that was stolen. My son's room was turned upside down. I didn't feel safe anymore. So there's something extreme going on here. And I just didn't understand what it was until it finally came out. And um, the way that I found out is because we had to go to court for custody. And that was one of the most hardest thing i've ever had to do because he ended up when it was his visitation turn he took my kids to colorado in 45 days which he was supposed to have them back in a week so i am sitting up here flipping out trying to get the police to help me they filed a kidnapping charge i ended up you know getting my boys back thankfully and then they arrested him
0: You mentioned that Christopher came back into your life one night. Tell us that story. What went down when he showed up in your apartment?
2: Oh, fuck. He had climbed up my balcony, the third floor, and he climbed our balconies, fell off, broke his ankle, climbed back up the balcony, broke in through the the sliding glass door, was in there doing computer work or I don't even know what. He was covered in blood. Uh, My gun was missing from the closet. I reported it stolen. And then um, the police came and took him to Green Oaks Mental Institution.
1: So at this point, Chris lost everything. You, the kids, the job, the reputation. He went from being a high paid surgeon to getting caught shoplifting at Walmart.
2: He was on a downward spiral at that point because that Walmart he got arrested at was like 10 minutes from my apartment.
0: Okay, so at this point, you had moved into a new place, you had found a new guy, you were starting to
2: date someone else, and then here comes Christopher again. Christopher uh, got into a band, went to the guy who I was dating at the time, That's my second kid's dad, and found where we were out in Springtown, which is rural, so if you come into that town, they know that you're new. Um, he showed up at his mom's house, and he tried to grab his mom, thinking it was me, So then the guy I was seeing just knocks him out. He lays him out. He's like, here, I'm just trying to give you money. So he he just wrote a check for 1500 and laid it on the porch. And he took a taxi cab there. He showed up as the aunt to my son's dad. And he said that he was the police. He was wearing a Superman shirt, getting out of a taxi. And he showed her my insurance card as a warrant. He was trying to find where I was, basically, just trying to just track me down.
0: Wow.
2: I'm so like, he's you're not taking the boys back.
0: Losing his mind. So Christopher pretended like
2: he was a cop and showed yeah. up and showed your insurance card and was like, here's the warrant. Yes. And I was like, what in the fuck? I was not going to let him get the boys back. So I had the boys with me. So I just kept kept moving until we could figure it all out. And eventually it worked itself out. He went to jail.
0: What was he like as a dad, or what? what is he like
2: as a dad? Was he supportive? Um, actually, he's never had the opportunity to be a dad. He watched Aiden while I had given birth to Preston, and, you know, he watched a movie, but he never was really focused on being a father. Now he's incarcerated, and we're the only ones that he can call because he won't pay for the kids to have a cell phone, his parents, so send them a phone just so they could talk to him. If they want to talk to him, it's not mandatory. I don't make them. There's still a court order, which, you know, I want to kind of change it. So I don't have to drive down there when they are visiting. Mm -hmm. And they've closed all the prisons down for now out here because of drug and gang related activity. Yeah. So there's just, and then when you do, it's just so strange to see. It's like, who is this person I'm looking at? It's not even the same person that I met.
0: What did you tell the kids? Like, wh- were they like, who is this? Why is my dad in prison?
2: The little one, he didn't know for a while. My oldest one, he didn't know until I never told him when he got sentenced. You know, when he got the life sentence, I was watching it live on TV. You know, I cried because like, I didn't know how to explain it to the kids. Right. Yeah. That's um, yeah. And I'm like, you're going to grow up forever without a father. But sometimes mm-hmm. what I've realized is it's easier to do it solo than to raise kids in a house with somebody who's fighting demons like you have your own right. shit going on I'm peaceful I'm love light happiness over here so it's a lot easier I don't have somebody underneath me kind of cutting me down for being a stripper or not doing the things that he wanted me to do so they created a tv show based on this
1: story what was that like seeing you on a show and then the star-studded cast Alec Baldwin what was that like
2: I found out about this um, after they had filmed four seasons. So so I'm like, after? Yeah, I was like, how are you just gonna take my name and my image for the world? Bill from that podcast kept saying Wendy Young. If you listen to it, the way she says my name, I cannot stand it. She just like throws it out there because I wouldn't talk to her. (laughs) She sent me a letter. Yeah, she goes, consider it like this: you're being held in a car and you can't get out i was like you just came at me in the complete opposite way that you should come at somebody because i already have triggers you're not going to tell me i'm a hostage in a car and i must talk to you so that you could benefit and make money off of everybody else's tragedy
1: between the show and reality what were some major differences between the two they
2: dumbed me down a little bit like um they said my aunt josephine like so texan they think texas is one way i guess I was like, what in the world? They just made me look dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and it's like I wanted to homeschool him or whatever. That wasn't the case. I wanted to go to school. I wanted, you know, him to have a good daycare so that I could go out and make more money without stripping, but I ended up going right back to it because that's all, you know, it's all, all you I know. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, like whatever. I'll just make the money, pay the bills and get it done, handle my business, make sure my kids are good absolutely and yeah and then tell him to fuck off and then I paid for the lawyer by stripping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, yeah,
0: good good for, for you. you now I know he had like a sex addiction how ben. does he have sex in prison is that a thing do they have sex like, uh-huh. I'm so curious <laughs> well, they no I figured that they like thing? that they you know do their own thing but I wasn't sure I know some prisons have a thing where you can actually have a visitor stop. come oh. yeah and they have like oh, no, sex codes no, no, no.
2: Oh. Not in, in Texas, they don't do that unless you're married. You can do that. Other states, Texas, don't allow that. Thank God. Like, no way. But there is, like, he has an other fetish. So I'm pretty sure that he's good. Oh,
0: what's the other fetish? Like butt stuff? Or, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. You okay. Get it. Oh, I knew it.
1: <laughs> I read my brain. He'll be fine. He'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oh, my God. So you think that that's definitely going down?
2: I mean, isn't I'm sure there for, life? He's there for life. He's okay. there for life. Exactly. Yeah, so, so Christopher
0: is there for life.
2: So funny story. I walked into my apartment one day. Like I let him stay there for a few days kind of you know get his biotech back to back in order. And I walk in my house for my lunch break, and the first thing I see is him watching porn with um a kitchen utensil up his bum. <laughs> Oh. i'm spilling the tea ladies i've never said this
0: to before okay in this is history. oh my god oh my god that's a ama- like I don't the know, bum stuff did he ask stuff? you to join what was your reaction was he like hey come join me or was he like oh my god yeah i was like i was I like it. oh no like i don't know this side of you yet like-
1: <laughs> i i did a guy that liked drumsticks up his butt because he was a drummer
0: <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> <He> i <literally laughs> put his drumsticks People
0: are in some serious right stuff. now. know
2: people like what they like. Oh but... my
0: god! Wow! Yeah,
2: so I mean, they say the G spot's there. So I mean, it's like turn and cough. I could just be your nurse now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it gosh! It feels good for guys. I know, so. but I just
0: couldn't eat yeah. any fork or spoon or knife after knowing that. Right, I'd be like, right. I never. Okay, it was a ladle. Yeah,
2: oh, like, so like a, like like a, a soup, soup ladle, like, right? Like yeah. A... A, yeah, plastic one, and you had vegetable oil out for the lube. <laughs> Oh my god! So he used vegetable oil oh as goodness. lube. Oh my
0: god!
1: Yes, so now exactly. you know what he's doing in prison. I'm sure he's gonna oh find some sort so, of something totally, and
0: then
2: lube it up. It and makes a, yeah, up. and then they use socks or something. They make cans that have Vaseline in it, and they put it in a sock, and they use that. There
0: you go. Now have when you talk to him, <laughs> have has he ever Sexman. exactly has Christopher ever explained what it's like in prison for him? Like, does he? What is it like? Do you know?
2: I said it was really hard now he has friends in there you know he's been there for a while So i mean he's kind of got the groove of things um they do shakedowns and everything every now and again and you know hopefully he's being a good boy in there so
1: shakedown. I mean, is that because, when they
2: search your your, yeah, what is your shakedown? room or? yeah they lock it down and they go dorm to dorm and search it for like any kind of drugs or hooch which is alcohol they make in there
0: how would they uh, how do they make that like how would that even how do you get drugs in there Some they up your butt (laughs) they get creative no no, i'm
1: curious because
2: it's like if you have visitors there's
1: like some crooked guards right you can kind of like yeah there
2: really much there really is um you know some of them you just walk they'll check you but some people don't get checked in front of me like certain um ethnicities they don't check them like they do me they will search me down but like another like ethnic person will go in And they'll just barely get
0: it. I don't know how old this was. I
2: heard in a podcast you were on that you have a new,
0: or you had a new boyfriend and he is also in prison. He also is in prison for 70
2: years. You like the bad boys.
0: You like the bad boys.
1: I get you.
2: That's his ninth felony. Okay. (laughs) What did he do? Like, can I ask why? Like, what did he do? Yeah, he fucked up. He, um, he hurt me.
0: Oh, Oh, he hurt you.
2: Yeah, he hurt me. Um, he got back with his people out in Springtown and that's a pretty, he got with his ex-wife who was in her 60s, she's um, a dope head. So he got lost and I kicked him out and the police there did the same thing. They side with the man, they don't side with the woman. Mm-hmm. I had no rights, like it's in the papers. I don't know why, like I should have a civil rights lawsuit, honestly. I should have never have gotten he kicked my door in and at that point they should have arrested him for domestic violence before he was able to strangle me and brand me and beat me with the belt. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Um, He branded Um, you? Like in what way? What what does
2: that mean? Like he hit, he, uh, like what they do to like like animals, right? Like Like cattle. Yeah. 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 He just take a belt buckle on it, got it really, really hot after he choked me out and stuck it on my bottom.
0: Oh my God. Do you still have it?
2: Is it like, a yeah, it's fading and I'm doing like scar therapy for it because it's a bad trigger. So yeah, I've picked the wrong ones in life.
0: So for those
2: listening
0: that might be in this situation or, you know, hopefully don't want to be, what are some signs, you know, do they start out as like this, you know, like charming kind of guy and then they turn or what can people look?
2: Yeah, for? they really do. They don't come with the, a sign saying, Hey, I'm crazy. Like I'm going to be super obsessed with you and do whatever I want to you because now you're my property is the way they treat you. Um, so they start isolating you from your family and friends. That's mm-hmm. how it starts. Yeah, That's the way it started with both of them. Um, my cell phones have been broken multiple times. You get accusation after accusation after accusation. It's just, one thing after the next it doesn't work like in a good relationship it just works and it flows freely and naturally that's just the way i'm learning um but in those situations they were they got really obsessive um how are you talking to it would just be my mom or a family event to go to And they don't want you to go to the family events anymore they want you to just stay there just kind of like misery loves company kind of thing yep. because they're fighting their own demons that now I'm drugging too. You don't
0: have to talk about this, but I am curious. Was your, how was your upbringing?
2: I had actually a good upbringing, but my parents were both okay. split. They split up, right? Okay. And early, my dad was abusive.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: like when you learn that as a child, it's hard to unlearn those behaviors of what you think mm-hmm. should be acceptable because that's what you're shown as a child. Yep. That is why I don't want my kids to see any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. I want them to be like you know it's cool I'm here by myself with the boys and I, I, it's good but it's healthy like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's healthy it's thriving it's like
0: yeah shit you're changing the generational bullshit yes
2: you're- <laughs> yeah I'm the curse breaker of this family you're yeah. the curse yes.
0: breaker that's what I like to say I'm like someone's got to break the curse it's you know the way. it's taught generation yeah. after generation it is
2: and you learn it and also been the black sheep of the family you know the wild stripper that went out there and did my thing at 17 and wow. it's kind of like oh i didn't have the guidance that i really needed my mom um yeah she was there but she was also kind of part of that world in a different way mm-hmm. and um you mean like the stripper world or right yeah, yeah yeah she you know she had some girlfriends at the time and i didn't really understand that when i was younger mm-hmm that was very new and i was like okay so i guess they're they're girlfriends mm. and um yeah it was just you know weird we got i've seen a lot of things growing up um with a lot of activities with you know criminal ways even and then um you witness that as a child and you remember you have core memories toxic has been my um i guess i have a I could have a PhD in toxicity. Seriously PhD though.
1: How did this Christopher thing affect your dating life now? Like, does that like when people find out, are they kind of like, oh, wow. or Yeah,
2: they're like weird. Happened? They're like, why did both of your boyfriends in prison? I'm like, fuck, <laughs> it's not nothing to do with me. You think it's me? Okay, fine. <laughs> bye. Hey, bye. <laughs> yeah, or I think I'm. it's weird. Like, yeah, of course it's weird. It's not heard of. Like, this is a first- time a doctor has ever went to prison and it happened to be on national tv and I had a lot of my life that I didn't want exposed exposed on tv
0: now okay so okay what's a tip for girls they can feel sexy what's like a move that's like a go-to kind of thing that makes you feel hot
2: if you get out of the shower and you jump just right you can make it actually <laughs> clap like it'll make a sound oh, <laughs> I I don't you have, have to like, try it up yeah.
1: I always wonder how we girls yeah. do that because, like, I'll be in doggy and, like, I'll be, like, shake your ass. And I'm, like, eh, eh, eh. like, how do you make it, like, clap? Yeah, how do
2: you make it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, can we show you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. you see my boy? Oh, my. Wow. Blowjob yeah. tips.
0: Yeah, we need blowjob
2: tips. Uh, I just swiggle my tongue around it. Whoa.
0: do <laughs> you do that? Wait, do, mean, do, that awesome, awesome. do that again. Do that again oh my god no, I'm trying to do it it doesn't work for me <laughs> just like, blah, blah, blah. I love how you're actually showing us instead of just telling us that's amazing well it's
2: boring just to say it like you have to do it like you have to, like, you
0: have to do it it's not working <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey the, you, know, you get the full spectrum there <laughs> oh my god well uh, you're such a blast okay. i can't wait to like...
1: i can't wait to hang out in person we're gonna make this happen <laughs> yes we have to make
2: it ha- happen this this is gonna be fun
1: wendy thank you so much for hanging out with us this has been a pleasure i really appreciate you opening up and sharing Yay. your
2: stories
0: where can people follow you if they want to know more about you uh, yeah
2: it's a uh, wendy young i'm just i think it's underscore doctor for death series i haven't really checked it in a minute um okay we'll link it yeah. thank you so much We're driving and i'm going to la soon so Yay. i'll see you guys yeah.
1: well thank you so much wendy